Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pick Up Your Cross Daily Podcast with your host, Trainer Mitch. And uh, just want to remind you to pick up your cross daily. And um, we are talking about that today, actually. So we're reaching a part in the gospel where Jesus mentions picking up your cross and following him. So we'll go, out, we'll go over that. Um, that's a little bit later on in the in the reading here but uh, we're starting in verses 26 and we're just going to finish out the rest of the chapter because it's just too good to kind of section it up so I want to kind of lump it all together so the thing is there the the text is titled whom to fear this this part at least and I'll just kind of start start reading here so fear them not therefore for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known what I tell you in darkness that speak ye in light and what ye hear and what ye hear in the ear that preach upon the hilltops or the housetops rather and fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body and hell. Okay, so lots of good stuff there in the beginning. And uh, he's basically just saying, you know, everything will be revealed. Every stone will be overturned. There won't be anything missed. Uh, And he's referring to the end, I'm pretty sure. So, he's kind of like building upon the, the judgment, the final judgment day, right? He's kind of adding, the, adding a little bit of, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, uh, suspense. That's what it is, suspense. And, uh, thank you. But uh, the interesting part here, it says... Not to kill the to kill the body, but to kill the soul. So, what does that mean? Obviously, that means eternal life. So, your body is something that is temporary, because everything here in this earthly realm is temporary. Nothing's permanent. We are destined for eternal life, and that's what Jesus did for us by His grace. He saved us for what he did on the cross. And he's, he's going on to say, be weary of those who can destroy both. So how would that happen? So this is an argument of who's your daddy? So who's your daddy? God, the one high God, the most high, Yahweh, or Satan, Lucifer, the devil, whatever you want to call them, I like to say the evil one. So do you follow the evil one? Do you love your sin? Do you live in disobedience to the word of God and to what God wants you to do for your life? Then in that case, you are allowing sin to control you and therefore both your body will die with your soul. And we don't want that because we have the chance, we have the opportunity 
through Jesus Christ to have eternal life, to live eternally, to be with Him, and to, for our souls to continue to live on, and that we don't have to perish. Okay? And whenever it says hell here, I'm pretty sure that most English translations take the, the word Hades or Sheol, S-H-E-O-L, and then they use hell. So, big misunderstanding here, so I might get off on a tangent with this. But hell is an unoccupied place right now. Right now, in the modern world, with what we're living, hell is not occupied. And there's a debate even if heaven is the same. Some people are in heaven, some people aren't. There is a sacred holding place for both the righteous and the wicked. So that would be like the... uh, That would be Sheol or Hades or the underworld is another word for it. So because Jesus hasn't come back yet and had his final judgment to where he will gather up all of the tares and all of the wicked people and take them to the lake of fire. So the eternal lake of fire is different than Hades or Sheol. That is the waiting place or Abraham's bosom is also a reference in the Old Testament. So for the righteous people that die before Jesus' final judgment day, I believe that you go to Abraham's bosom, which is the underworld, which is Sheol, which is Hades. So you have a special place of comfort with our fathers who lived before us, our ancestors who set the way and started the path of uh, the message of God and the gospel and serving Yahweh and following Him. So that's my little tangent about that uh, because most of the references in the New Testament that the English translation uses hell is actually Hades, Sheol, and not hell. This hell we consider as the lake of fire. You know, fire and brimstone. But like I said, that is not an occupied place yet because that's where Satan is going. Satan is going to hell for on the final judgment day. So that hasn't happened yet. So until then, that's when everybody will go there. That's where everybody will go there at one time. And I believe that's why it says the dead in Christ will rise because they will be rising up from the underworld, Shoal, Abraham's bosom. But uh, that's enough of that. So we'll move on. Pretty interesting though, right? Um, I don't want to get too far in the weeds because I do have a lot to cover. So we'll kind of skip on to that. He talks about um, how important you are. You're more important than sparrows and you know every hair on your head and um, what does it say here? Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. So, 
obviously you don't want to deny Jesus Christ on earth because he will say, oh, well, I deny you because you denied me, so I don't know you. Um, I think we were talking about that earlier as well. Uh, this next um, section is called Not Peace But a Sword. So this is often a very mistaken um, thing about Jesus. Jesus doesn't come to bring peace. He says it right to here in verses 34. Think not that I am that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Sort of division. Sort of variance between families and mothers and daughters and fathers and sons and everybody. He has come to set division, bringing division, separating the righteous from the wicked. That is the point. That is the goal. He's not fighting anybody with a sword. He's not doing any of that. It's not violence. It's about the separations of seed. And that goes all the way back to Genesis where it says that Jesus, or he, says he, will step on the head of the serpent and bruise his heel. So that's referencing Jesus. And uh, in Genesis, God sets the stage for the separation of seeds. I can't think of the exact reference right now. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but you can check that out. It's very in the very beginning on, on the from the fall of man, right? So you can check that out. So he continues on after that, after he says that uh, he brings division, and he says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. So referencing eternal life and not this worldly life that we live here. Because again, this is just a temporary place. It's not permanent. And pick up your cross daily and follow after Jesus. Right? What is your cross to bear? Jesus, what was Jesus' cross to bear? His cross was to bear the forgiveness of all of our sins. Right? His final bloodshed through His grace was so that we can all have what we have right now. Because without Jesus, we wouldn't have literally anything. It'd be game over. Wouldn't be a thing. Okay? So last but not least, moving on here. I know going a little bit long, but he that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. So he's, ta he's talking to the disciples here. So he's saying that anybody that accepts you, my disciple, also accepts me, Jesus Christ. So um, just to clarify that, and he's saying that, uh, talking about the prophets, and you receive a reward of the prophets, and uh, talking about righteous man, and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, barely I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. So I'm not totally sure what that means, but I'm assuming that it would be quenching your thirst when you are thirsty. Nothing better than some cold water. And Jesus talks about him being the... Uh, the, uh, the living water, right? The, the well that you drink from that quenches your thirst. You no longer will be thirsty. So, 
uh, little reference there. But that is it. So I know it went a little bit long, but uh, it's very important stuff to cover and to lump it all into one because it kind of sets the tone for the final judgment day, the separating of seeds, which is all very spiritual stuff. It's a lot of spiritual talk. You got to look in deep. You got to think deep about the grand picture. Because once you, once you understand the gospel, which is what I'm trying to convey, you understand the whole Bible. You understand the whole message because the gospel is the message of Jesus Christ. So once you understand the purpose of Jesus Christ and what he did, then he reveals himself to you and he reveals his plan all along from the beginning. So then you can see everything at a, at a big picture from a God perspective and things are way easier to understand. So uh, with that being said, that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, there's a, like I said, there's a lot in there. So go ahead and reread that for yourself. See if you can get some good, good golden nuggets. And uh, don't be afraid to pick up that cross daily and follow after Jesus. Think about it. What? is your cross to bear. We know what Jesus' cross was to bear, and it was mighty heavy. So everybody has one. Everybody has something to bear. It is a gift that was given to you. So pick it up and carry it. That being said, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.